time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. There is a song by Ani DeFranco. It's called uh, Cloud Blood. And there's a lyric that has stayed with me for years in that song. As, as I, I looked it up because I wanted to share it with you. And then I realized, do I know what the song is about? <laughs> Am I using this, this lyric completely out of context? Perhaps. But that's the thing with poetry, right? It's like this one line, I felt it in my body and I think about it in new ways. So the line was, um, you're wondering how far down you are on my callback list. But you don't realize every time I find I'm by a phone, the landscape shifts. I loved and still love that lyric. When I hear the lyric and um, that uh, being by a phone and the landscape shifting, first of all, hey, kids, there was a time when you didn't have a phone in your pocket. (laughs) So it's kind of significant to the feeling that I had with this, right? It was like, You didn't just have a phone anywhere. You just didn't have privacy anywhere. Um, So a phone used to be just nailed to a wall. And sometimes you shared that wall (laughs) with a whole bunch of people. And you didn't know who was calling or when they were calling. And so it, you know, emotionally, you can kind of imagine being younger, wondering if someone's calling back, knowing that you need to make a call or you're going to make a brave call and like... (gasps) You know, it's like taking this courage. It was like a much bigger deal. You couldn't just text someone. You couldn't just send a random emoji. It was like, you might talk to their mom (laughs) and have to ask them if they're home. Like it was like, it took something to call somebody. And even just never mind the calling the mom, even if you're like older than that. And, uh, you know, but it's like, am I going to hear their voice? Are they going to pick up? And then once we're there, what happens? But there's been times in my life I know that feeling of like, like you're there, you're almost there. Sometimes it wasn't just when I'm by a phone, the landscape shifts, but when I you go by a place where you know someone might be and the landscape shifts. It's that feeling in the body of like, I, I think I'm in a certain time and place. It's very easy to kind of tune this out and just go on autopilot until something significant happens. And then all of a sudden it's like, it might all look the same. The landscape might look the same, but it feels different. And your attention is really brought into the moment. What What's happening right now? What more is possible right now? I am vulnerable right now. A minute ago, I was just walking down the street or walking into a living room. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, how do I feel? How does this other person feel? How honest are we going to be? Like all of these bigger stakes kind of questions can come in. Anyway, so that lyric, starting with that lyric, um, another story. I'm going to, I'm going to loop these together with some word thread later, (laughs) 
<laughs> but another time was I was uh, I was teaching a writing workshop and it was like a like a free kind of drop in situation. So I didn't know a lot of the people or who was showing up with what. And it was available to the public. One person showed up. This was in Toronto. And one person showed up and they shared that they um, were actually leaving Toronto, that this was their last week or month or something like that in the city before moving on. And they had spent a really significant amount of time, not amount of time, but a time of their life, certain decades, certain growth experiences, friends, communities had been in Toronto. And now a dream was coming true. It wasn't a sad thing. They, they fell in love. They decided to buy a house out, you know, away from the noise. Um, it was an amazing opportunity. It was also a dream of theirs, you know, so not a sad story. But all of a sudden, she was so aware. Oh, this is my last month. Like, I think it happened kind of quickly or it felt like it did. And the landscape shifted for this person. All of a sudden, they're in the city. They've been in for years, but the landscape shifted. Something felt very different. Their attention was grabbed in a very particular way. And now they were thinking about like, is this the last time I'm walking down this street? Where do I want to go? What what are the things I want to taste? It's not like they couldn't just come back for a visit. But I think we all know it's different to come back for a visit than it is to officially end like a chapter of your life living in a particular place and in a relationship to a particular place and you know that made all of us think about that right we you know we're sharing together and it was like wow what would I do if I had one month here (laughs) some people would just celebrate and not want to do anything and for other people it's like oh like okay what does this mean to me you don't really ask yourself that question until you ask yourself that question until something shifts, right? Um, you know, I had that experience with like a home that I lived in that I thought was going to be my quote unquote, there's no real forever home, but as close to a forever home as <laughs> someone could have. I pictured myself being old there. I pictured, I was already looking at it to be like, oh, how could we like uh, make this more accessible when like my hips give out or whatever, like years later with the stairs, really thinking that this neighborhood, I was going to see it unfold. I was going to be a part of co-creating this community, this neighborhood, this structure, loving it so much. And then way sooner, way sooner than I thought, it wasn't my forever home anymore. It was my three months three months left home and the landscape absolutely shifted right now it's like when I looked at anything in that house I used to look at things and think oh like the dream reno that I wanted to do or um you know events or people that I guess that I wanted to have come over and uh the few all all kinds of personal stuff I'm sure you can imagine and now it was just this place I was leaving that housed all of these dreams and I wasn't sure where they were going to go. You know, I've been writing about this. This is like the last chapter getting some like major edits is all about this idea, this shifting and need to take, um, sorry, in my, my book that I am completing crash bloom, which is a creative guide for growing through your breakup. And, um, this chapter is about that, you know, all of a sudden when the landscape shifts, like a breakup is a great moment for when the landscape shifts, everything in your life kind of looks the same, but it's not. And needing to take inventory of like, wait, 
What parts are still here? What parts are going to stay and come with me? What parts have been gone for a long time? What parts are too much to carry into the next chapter of my life? You know, even just logistically, you know, um, these are big shifts that bring your attention to the here and now and to what specifically to what really matters to you. You know, I, I find myself being more present in those moments, um, more appreciative. I can't zone out. So it really like brings me into the here and now, my relationship with the things and the, the temporary nature of all things and my love for whatever things I'm surrounded by, right? What, I, what have I been taking for granted? It can be very destabilizing when the landscape shifts and it can also be very liberating when the landscape shifts because sometimes things shift (laughs) leave slip away and the openings now are like oh I I have an idea that like something new is coming something positive something interesting I am freer now than I was before this can be very bittersweet also right You can be very sad about a loss in your life and at the same time recognize that that loss has brought you a freedom that you didn't think you'd ever have again, you know? Um, I think that these moments, if we are, they'll they'll happen in your life, right? These landscape shifting moments. And, um, but that doesn't mean we need to wait for them. And and often they're kind of, uh, they can be a crisis, but they can also be like, um, did I just use the plural form of, I think I did, crisis? <laughs> I love how understanding you are, dear listener. <laughs> yes to unscripted podcasts. Um, can you try it on, right? Instead of waiting for a divorce or waiting to have to leave town or waiting for like something kind of intense that's out of your hands, how can you imagine and almost like induce, imagine a landscape, make your own landscape shift. How can you do that to bring your attention? I'm a fan of the imagination. It's one of my most favorite creative tools because everybody can access it. It costs nothing. And it's also sort of a muscle. Um, Some people, their imaginations are pretty wild. Some people's imaginations are... um, are just different, right? Just like more methodical, a little more quiet, a little more private. Um, some people it's, get a real visual. Some people get a sense, a feeling or a sense. So, you know, whatever yours is, I find the more I use mine, the bigger it gets, the more fun it is to play with, right? Um, so I actually gave a, a client some fun homework recently <laughs> to imagine that that they got news from whatever higher divine sources that actually like they were done here (laughs) and they were like moving on. They were like officially becoming an enlightened being, you know, moving out of the more human distraction realm and then being some kind of human spiritual hybrid and that there was nothing for them to be doing, that they've done everything right And that they were about to be liberated from the limits of their humanity. That they were going to be living as, um, is there a movie? There's a movie where like Dolly Parton plays an angel. (laughs) There's a movie where (laughs) a lot of people play angels. But, you know, like any kind of show where it's like someone's an angel on earth and they're there. And they're not 
distracted by their own drama. They're there to help someone and they're just distracted by that person's drama. But they're free of all of the nonsense that they once had from being a human, right? For the most part. And they witness it through that lens of like, they're an angel now. So they're here. They're just kind of visiting this earth place and they're just looking at the humans. And it's like, Oh, the humans are so cute. And even the suffering, you can feel compassion, but not an attachment. And you don't get sucked into it because you're an angel. You're just here. You're helping. And you're also calm because like, you know, whatever God is, is like, you know all about it. And it's and it's, it's all cool. And you're chill about the whole thing. You're not freaked out <laughs> about the mystery because like, you're an angel now. <laughs> There's so many quotations going on in what I just said. <laughs> Air quote, air quote, disclaimer, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm saying is like, whatever it is, whatever it, your version of that is, right? Imagine if that was about to happen. So, so the homework that I gave the client was to um, pretend that this was their last week. This is your last week with still access to this like human part. Kind of like how that person was like, this is my last month in Toronto, What if this was your last week of just living with the burden of your own humanity and everything was going to be fine? You had a guarantee that everything actually was going to be fine, pain-free. Everyone that you love is fine. The world is fine. It's all good. And how do you move through the week? What does that open up in your mind? What would traffic be like? What would your work be like? What would just every single day be like? What would your sleep be like? Like, I don't know. And that was part of like the fun homework was to just imagine, imagine and play. It's great homework because you, and feel free to take it and borrow it. But it's like, you just don't really know. And nobody knows. It's like you're playing pretend, but nobody, nobody else knows. Uh, So it's like you're playing a secret game. I have a friend of mine who, um, I think they went to a psychic at some point it almost doesn't even matter, but they were told either by a psychic or by their own consciousness that they had lived many lives, that they had done many things. They had suffered, they had conquered, they had healed, they had helped, they had, you know, caused harm, and repaired harm. They had done all the things and that this life was actually just a victory lap, that this was it for them. This was their last go. I, I think that's kind of what inspired the homework I designed um, and changed a little bit for this client. But it's like, what if this life is a victory lap? What if you're just going around and everything is fine and the karma, your karma, you have so many karma points and you, there's just nothing to do except enjoy this last lap in last this, this victory lap of life in this particular body And that's it. And it didn't have to be very serious and it didn't have to be intense and you didn't have to try so hard. You know, what if this was just, okay, this is just it. And you had some kind of confirmation that you could trust on that. So you didn't have to go into any mind drama around it. It was like, well, all right, that's it. Right. That is a lens. That's a way to shift your own landscape, to imagine something like that. You know, for those of us in that writing circle, you know, who lived there, it was like we could, we were Toronto residents and we could imagine like, oh, wow, I wonder like, what would, what would I do if I had a month here? You know, 
Um, What would I do if this was my victory lap? What would I do if I found out that, you know, everything was going to be okay or everything wasn't going to be okay? You know, like often uh, landscape shifting moments are when we find out, you know, our loved one is cancer free or we find out that someone we love is has an amazing opportunity to like move really far away (laughs) Um, or or maybe it's us who gets the opportunity right and it's like wow I have this choice this dream is happening I have to say yes to this dream and that means what that means I have to say goodbye or that means this chapter is closing what is the lens I'm now looking at it through right So I invite you to imagine, take on that homework, borrow the homework, any little uh, thing that works for you. Imagine this is your last week. Okay, have you ever prepared to quit a job and you know that you're quitting the job, but you haven't officially given notice? That shifts everything, especially if it's a job, especially if it's a job you can't stand. You're like excited about leaving, right? (laughs) You, You think that like... All the little things that used to bother you that you were so invested in before, you're just like, I'm leaving. I don't care about this anymore. You know, that's a landscape shifting moment, right? So if you're in a job right now that you don't love, like, what would it be like just for a week to imagine that you're giving notice and that you have a better job lined up? (laughs) How would that affect how involved you get, how worked up you get, how much of your own resources and energy you like spend trying to figure out these people, trying to figure out this management, trying to figure out this whole business plan that you're like not on board with, but you have to go along with, you know? Um, yeah. And if you're like unemployed, if you've ever been um, out of work for a while or, you know, with low clients or just not having a job, And you feel like, oh my God, it's going to be like this forever. And then all of a sudden you get a new job and it's a great job. And then you're like, I wish I had all that time back. (laughs) I wish that when I was unemployed, I relaxed a little bit more. Like had I known back then that I was going to have this job offer, um, I might have enjoyed that time differently, you know, because all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, I'm in the same place but I've shifted the landscape with a thought, with imagining something. We can do it with our imagination. And also, you know, these things happen to us in real time with circumstances that are out of our hands. But um, because those moments are usually so insightful and because I think they're often, um, the things that get our attention are things that are usually challenging, a little challenging on the heart, you know, a loss of some kind. Um, I like to practice just creating them in my mind, Um, not thinking necessarily about the worst case scenario, but imagining what if tomorrow's the day all my dreams come true? You know, if you're single and looking and you feel like, oh, I've been single forever, instead of the next thought of I'm going to be single forever, like what if tomorrow you meet somebody and that happens to be the person? What if you already know this person? And tomorrow you're going to realize it. Or next month you're going to realize it. How would that change your landscape? How would that change how you see where you are in your life right now? Landscape metaphorically, right? Where you are in your life right now and what's ahead of you. And how you spend 
and enjoy your time there. The imagination is a very powerful thing, a very playful thing. I want you, when I suggest, when you listen to like, there's some previous episodes of the soft shoulder that say, pretend this and pretend that. It's basically the same thing. Use your imagination, but use it like a child would. Imagine cool things. (laughs) We're imagining stressful things a lot without realizing it. That's what worry is, right? Imagine futures that we are undesirable. Use it to serve you. Use it in this particular way of like, what would, what would really be a powerful shift right now? What would change everything right now? What would change how I see exactly where I am right now? Dear listener, you with the wild imagination, you with this landscape around you that can shift at any moment and give you insight to how you experience that landscape and you can shift it from the inside. You are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Thank you for tuning in and listening to The Soft Shoulder. Thank you, Alison Tarr at alisontarr.com. And thank you to Lee Rosefair for the music. This is such a joy to pull over and spend some time with you. I like imagining that the sound of my voice coming through your earbuds, the little speaker, the phone that you've got laying beside you, that for however, whatever, like almost like a little magical little butterfly, it has come through and put the words in the right order and that somehow it's landing with you in just the right way that sparks your incredible imagination, which then opens up to a whole bunch of, oh, uh, imagination, uh, fantasy, um, you know, playing in your own mind and that that opens up the solution to something that's been bugging you for weeks. It opens up some kind of insight to what you need to do next in your creative projects, in your business, in your marriage, in whatever it is that you are doing in your life. It can happen so easily. And when I like to imagine it's like that happening to you, And to other listeners and other listeners, a whole bunch of us who don't even know each other around the world, all just getting sparked and fantasizing and imagining the landscape shifting and that coming into creation in the world, that like ripple out effect. Love it. I love it so much. Take good care of you. Please share any of these episodes that you have enjoyed and benefited from. If you would like to share that with a friend, that would be a great gift to me and to them. I will talk to you soon, dear listener. Have fun with that imagination of yours.